Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. SAFM Viewpoint, leading the conversation. I am your host, Songez Omabeko. The time is now 12 minutes before 9 this evening. We're taking your calls on 0891-104-207. SMSs, 40938. WhatsApp voice notes 0614-104-107. First 48 minutes we had a conversation, not even a conversation, just getting experiences and versions of South Africa on 10 April 1993, where you were at, what you were doing. And we had a couple of very heated emotions, or not so much heated, more than it was emotional. And people are still clearly very angry. Joining me now is Ndate Raksusia Kwa, who's the convener of the Hugh Masegela Lecture who's also a member of the South African Literary Awards, as well as a founding director of Wright Associates. Ndate Dumela Likai. How are you, sir? I'm fine, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we get into the crux of what we are going to talk about between ourselves, the burning of schools, books, and libraries as a form of protest, let's quickly just go back just to play this scene out. Where were you on 10 April 1993? And what were you doing? And how did the news of Dada Hani's assassination find you? Mm. It seems like we have a problem with Ndada Raksiakwa, who's the founding oh, no, director no, no, of Rights Associates. Okay. Can you okay. hear me now? Yes, yes, I can, I can. Uh, Excellent. You asked me where I was on the, on the day, on the uh, 10th of April. Correct, yes. Just take us back for a minute where oh. you were on 10 April 93. Yeah, um... Well, uh, you know, I was born on the on on, uh, on the tenth of April. Well, a uh, few years uh, before nineteen ninety three, so it's always a um, you know a mixture of uh, of uh, joy um, but sadness because on that day nineteen ninety three, our comrade uh, Chris Hani um, was uh, was killed, um, and um, you know we were preparing uh, my friends were preparing for my birthday so. We had to cancel it in, in that year because there was this, uh, you know, uh, terrible happening that uh, that took place. Has it ever been the same since your birthday? No, man. Uh, every year I tell myself, well, I mean, today is now my 60th birthday. Um, Many but um, now I remember it's also, you know, the anniversary of the comrade Chris Hanin's death. So... I celebrated, uh, but uh, at the same time, I'm very saddened. Let's talk about the legacy that Uta Dohani, together with his contemporaries at the time, left us with. There was a strong appreciation for the value of literature, of reading, of scholarliness, if you will. Put differently, never would it have happened in their era and time where there'd be such a deafening silence where schools are being burned, books are being burned, and basically there is just an anti-intellectualism that seems to be gaining traction and entrenching itself in the country. Where has the country gone wrong? Well, it's a really a sad, um, you know, sad, sad uh, state of affairs. Uh, to find that we have this problem uh, in South Africa 25 years into our democracy. Um, looking at uh, people like Comrade uh, Chris, uh, the, these were readers, as you know, earlier, uh, rightly said. 
uh, scholars. I mean, he he read uh, Shakespeare, he read poetry, he was a scholar in a, in a, in a big way, as a philosopher, political philosopher, uh, not only theoretically, but, you know, also actively, as you know, he was the chief of staff of Mkondo um, Esizu and secretary general of the Communist Party, a member of the ANC. And um, this, uh, he was one of those people who believed in the, the battle of ideas. Um, you know, instead of banning books, we have to argue on the content of, of the book. Uh, um, I remember I was talking to 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 O.C. earlier on that uh, in uh, 2010 I was in Cuba the the Havana, um, Havana International Book Fair with uh, the, the late uh, Nadine Gorima and we were taken around the country, especially in the rural villages in Cuba, and you know shown the revitalization, rebuilding, and uh, and, and new establishment of libraries in schools and and villages. Um, and then we ended. Uh, we landed back through our Tambo Airport, and, and uh, whilst the text was taking us home, we, and on the news and the radio, uh, I think it was SFM, and um, we was a reportage that the two libraries in in Balfour in Kuruleni <laughs> have just been burned down, and we looked at each other. That, but you know, we're coming from a very uh, not what to do country, the, the building libraries in our country, we are burning them down. And it was so, just uh, so very antithetical to your experience across the Atlantic in Cuba and also a country that has strong political ties to us in South Africa. And for you to come home and see schools being burnt as early as that then, what are the systemic failures then surely that are at play? I understand the South African schools were grossly underfunded in the Banju education system um, of Fervut and all of his um, cohorts. Did any of that play a, a role? in the country that we now enjoy in that, I mean, if you even look at South Africa's literary rankings in terms of adult literacy and just basic affinity for the book, the ability to read a book and contest ideas, as you mentioned earlier on, we rank very poorly relative to the amount of money and resources generally of the state that is dedicated to education. Where, at a systemic level, is it going wrong? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, without really uh, being a judge myself um, as to why people uh, go all the way to, to ban books, that I think it's a very wrong thing to do. I mean, even during the, the darkest days of apartheid, if you look at the 1976, um, you know, student uprising, um, you will never hear that it was a, a, a book, uh, let alone a library, let alone a school banned. You know, um, people would actually uh, be protecting, you know, um, books and, and, and libraries, instead of burning the little you have, you'd rather uh, protect. So I think there's something that we really have to, to do to, I don't know, to introduce uh, a new concept of appreciation of what we have and how to build on those. And given the, the vast resources, South Africa is not a poor country by any uh, stretch of the imagination even on the continent and even across uh, yeah. other uh, places in the world. I mean, look at Cuba, uh, which is the stranglehold of uh, imperialist America for, for as long as Cuba became worker-controlled. Um, you never find this kind of thing. Instead, Cuba excels even more than America 
we come to the to the medical field, we come to education, you know. So I think uh, you know there's very little we are copying from progressive countries like Cuba in South Africa, and I think we can do more. Let's talk about the ANC Youth League. There's a statement that has done the rounds in the social media spaces attributed to the Free State Provincial Secretary, Regan Boysen. Specifically, let's reference to 1976 when the students were marching in June, that, 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 that period. Schools mm-hmm. were never affected. Books were never affected. What was protested was the ideology, specifically. I mean, I went to the Hector Peterson Memorial in Soweto not so long ago, and there's a poster mm-hmm. that says, to hell with Afrikaans. That was now fighting the ideology that Afrikaans will be made the medium of instruction to Africans mm. who, for most parts, their relationship with Afrikaans was a very brutally bitter one. But the schools remained intact. The books remained intact. They would bend tires for sure. And, form, and, and there were forms of destruction granted, but books were always a sacred territory. Now, the very same ANC, only, what, some 40, 50 years on, is going around encouraging that books be burned. How did we get to a point whereby ideologically now, this same institution, the ANC, the same party that is the ANC, in the name of one of its own, a senior ranking official, as high as the Secretary General, something like this can happen in its name. Granted, it doesn't speak for the majority of the party members, and I dare say that. But the fact that this can even gain as much traction, such that it can be made so public, a position must speak to at its heart something is wrong with the movement indeed um well i'll confess i'm a member of the african national congress a very proud member um, but those uh, that have been screwed um that's not the african national congress that i was uh, born into and what it made me become what i am today uh, we believe, and I'm not uh, talking like on behalf of the movement, I don't have the, the authority, but just as an ordinary member, we had been taught to argue, to put your ideas across, and not to even venture in, in, in violence to drive your point home. So um, I was very glad when officially uh, the movement came out, condemned this, and even the, um, uh, the comrade who's been uh, implicated in all sorts of things uh, through the, that book, um, Comrade uh, Secretary General, who said, uh, not in my name, I, I, I was quite uh, humbled and very glad that um, the movement has come out quite strongly uh, against this kind of uh, awkwardness and, uh, and, and sheer uh, foolishness. Um, you don't gain any friends. You're not making any revolutionary, let alone radical, uh, statement by coming out and banning books. I mean, where, where has theory gone to? You know, where has intellectualism gone to? Uh, the ANC was founded on those uh, uh, principles uh, of uh, intellectualism, uh, you know, of arguing your point. Uh, not uh, what we see today, and I'm, I'm very glad. Um, you know, uh, the movement has come out quite strongly against that. 
We're going to have to just break for a moment because we have to take the 9 o'clock news. But just to sum up the first hour for the listeners at home who have just recently joined us who might not have been aware what we've been doing for the last hour or so, we had a conversation where we invited listeners to call in and give us their experiences and tell us in their voice, in their time of 1993, 10 April, where they were, what they were doing as the news spread across the globe globe of the assassination of Dada Chris Hani. Most recently, we're talking to Mr. Rax Siakwa, who's the founding director of Rights Associates, specifically talking about the advent that is now gripping particularly the South African youth and how it has become fashionable, the culture of burning of schools, books and libraries as a form of protest. It's now nine o'clock. It's time for news.